Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Lords and Mercenaries podcast. I'm your main host, Stephen, and with me I have my two co-hosts, James. Hello! And Chase. I have a special guest, Henry, also making his first uh, appearance on this channel and show. Well, howdy! So, as luck would have it, um, some news dropped today <laughs> uh, as we were recording that Fire Emblem, is it one and two? Are these the first two games? Just one. Just one. I, I believe just, just the one. first one. The first, the yeah. first Fire Emblem game is getting a official English translation and being re-released on Nintendo Switch. In addition to a $50 collector's edition. Um, I wanted to talk about that today as well as uh, touch on Mario All-Stars because we haven't talked about that on this channel yet. And then what both of these examples can mean for the future of uh, this practice that Nintendo seems to be going down. Um, so would one of you guys like to offer your opinion on the Fire Emblem 30th anniversary uh, stuff we have today? It's all we get for the anniversary. Why Nintendo? Yeah. Mario got like three or four games, and well, we get a half a mention. Mario is, you know, a much bigger franchise than Fire Emblem. Like, they didn't even talk about the anniversary. They're just like, okay, yeah, here's this thing, and you can figure it out. Well, I mean, I think this, I think this is pretty good for a more of a niche franchise like Fire Emblem, and they had more celebra celebration of the anniversary in Japan. Um, I mean, obviously, Japan doesn't really get this collector's edition because they they've already had the game. To be fair to the West, we never got the original Fire Emblem, so technically, our anniversary is it whenever the GBA Fire Emblem game <laughs> came out. Um, so, I personally think this is a good celebration, uh, good enough. I mean, it's way better than what we got before, which is practically nothing. If it was just the game, I think I would be a little, a little more sour on it. Uh, not because I don't like it. I, I think this is a, is a great thing that we're getting the game finally localized. But, you know, there wasn't, there, it, it would just kind of be flat if it was just the translation. But with this collector's edition, you really get some of that uh, nice art and kind of special design where it says this is an anniversary kind of a thing. It's not perfect. It's not the greatest yes. thing ever, but I do think that this is this is good enough. Um, so to uh, break this to you, but uh, we're not. None of us are getting this collector's edition. <laughs> I I pre-ordered one. Yes, so. I also did. Uh, and to be more specific on what we're talking about, if you haven't heard. Um, the collector's edition includes a pretty cool box, a 220-page art book, a um, a game box, a replica game box, a replica uh, pack art game sleeve, a Nintendo Power uh, cover poster. I believe it's just like an oversized uh, Nintendo Power cover from the original Fire Emblem, <laughs> and a uh, booklet and map. So it's pretty uh, hefty for 50 bucks, I would say. Um, Henry, do you have any initial thoughts on uh, the Fire Emblem 30th Anniversary Collectors and the game itself? Which I should also mention is being sold for $6 digitally. So the one thing that I think is really nice about the game getting released here with the translation is that we also get the, the couple of bonus features 
uh, the save state thing. You mm-hmm. have the ability to rewind turns. It makes it a lot more accessible to, I guess, more recent Fire Emblem fans as well who want to go back and uh, see the origin point for it. So I think that's, uh, that's definitely one of the big, uh, bigger selling points for me personally. And also the collector's edition stuff, just really cool all around. Yeah, completely agree. I, you know, me kind of doing my lurking thing, I was going through like Facebook posts and Twitter things and you're just seeing what like the common is the wrong word, but the kind of the average Fireman fan or just Nintendo fan thinks. And there's definitely a barrier of entry to some of the older Fireman games from what I understand, from what I see is, you know, because it's so difficult. And I, and I share in that kind of apprehensiveness, like, I don't know that there's, you know, if I make one mistake, I have to start all over if I want to keep everybody. So I, I feel like having this accessibility is is important, and it's a, and it's a good feature to, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Um, send, uh, get people to come over and play. Um, and you know, if if people are really, you know, upset about there being more features, I mean, you don't have to use it, and it's not like it's a story mechanic like in Three Houses or. Or Mill's Turnwheel and and Shadows of Valentia. So I don't know. I I personally think having more accessibility is a good thing. I agree. One of the things that I was uh, talking about basically throughout the day is that I really like how, the way Nintendo treats their art books. Um, personally, I think they do a very good job. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I really like seeing concept art of video games. Mm-hmm. I do too. It's re- it's really neat. I would love for them to I, they you know a lot of the art books at least recently have been very clean. Like there haven't been too many notes. I think it'd be really cool if you, we saw some of those Japanese notes. Like you know oh you know what what were they thinking when developing this and what were they saying about that? That'd be cool. But maybe that's a little too open for <laughs> Nintendo. I don't know. But <laughs> but I but I do do enjoy these art books and I feel like compared to some other companies and maybe that's not true but i feel like some compared to some other companies nintendo usually goes pretty big with their uh, art books at the very least like the the size is what i'm talking about like it, i don't know how big this box is to be honest but the book looks fairly big like um you know a, a good size not as small as like final fantasy 7 remakes book that you know that, that special edition but maybe as big as like xenoblade or um three houses art book yeah, so to that point, Henry, I know I was talking uh, with you earlier today. Um, I basically said I really wish that Square Enix would take a page of uh, Nintendo's book to do a much better job with their art books, and I hope that uh, a product like this will kind of incentivize Square Enix to do more than just these little tiny hardcover art books. Yeah. Uh, um, because it's the same with Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy seven. Oh, really? This little tiny art book. That's kind of disappointing. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing, but especially for people who are waiting so long for Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy seven remake, mm-hmm. like that's it. A little dinky book. Do any of you have some other uh, thoughts about this product? I'm really excited we got it. Uh, this is, I really hope this means we're going to get more Fire Emblem games translated the same way, even though I doubt it. Mm. And. I really hope I can get a copy of this collector's edition. Yeah. Yeah. Say so I hope you can too. Something that I want to mention is that I hope that this doesn't take away if they do happen to do more official translations. 
I hope this doesn't take away from any Echoes projects. Oh, not at all. Um, I, I think I, I was talking to someone in, in another server, an Attack on Titan server, actually. <laughs> he, uh, he was worried about if they release this, this means Nintendo can't, or, you know, they, they set them back on any sort of remake they're working on. But this is this is definitely more so a treehouse project. Um, at least, obviously, the, the translation and, and putting in the text, um, and then the the features where it's re, it kind of goes back. It reminds me more of what the NSO UI kind of looks like. So I doubt Intelligent Systems had too much of a hand in this whole um, localization. It was more of a combined effort of the Treehouse and um, Nintendo as Japan team, you know, their their main team, kind of putting that up there, like their NSO kind of team. I think the only thing this makes less likely is another remake of FE1. Oh. I don't think anybody's expecting <laughs> that. Yeah. If I wasn't, uh, if I did not have an order up right now for the Collector's Edition, why don't I just play shadow dragon why don't i just play the ds game well yeah i mean um, if you have the wii u um, um, you can get it on there i think this in particular is, is good i guess for the nostalgic factors to it i suppose it, mm. it's it's a bit weird since it's technically a new product for us but it also holds <laughs> yeah it holds nostalgic value as well, you know, from the NES era. And it's just, I think I prefer this to, say, the, the DS remake, uh, which I have yet to play myself, but I've heard very mixed things on it compared to the original. Yeah, so it's just, I, I think the novelty with this in particular, it makes me want to experience the origins of Fire Emblem, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that uh, if they did not have this collector's edition, if they just um, just released the translation on Switch and nothing else, and I had a Wii U, I would just go spend the $10, which is like just, what, $4 extra, and just play the remake on Wii U Virtual Console. That's what I would do. The remake is still worth playing. I'm not going to say this is going to get in the way of the remake. Um, the remake is just generally a better game yeah. if you can get your hands on it. Yeah, you. But um, I mean, yeah. I guess we. Oh, I have something to say there, but I'll just say real quick. Yeah. For me, it's more conveniency. I mean, how many people have their Wii U plugged in right now? I mean, I'm sure there's a handful, but not a whole lot. Have a Wii U. And, and who even have a Wii U? Um, <laughs> so, it's. I think it's more conveniency's sake. If they had gone and just re-released Shadow Dragon in a, in a kind of a Switch port kind of a thing, obviously everybody would be talking about that and wanted to play that. But, but since since they went and did the original game, which I think is kind of cool since we never got it, um, it's it, you know that's what people want. That's what people want to want to play. Um, but you know, in terms of improvements and yeah, um, you know. Accessibility, you know, potentially Shadow Dragon's better, but you know, you can't you can't scoff at what they, the little things they're adding into this, yeah. you know, port, if you will, um, with the rewinding, you know, rewinding time and save states and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
And it's just like even having access to this history of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is at the end of the day. Yes. I look forward to being able to play it without hacking my NES Classic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, technically speaking, we could all just go to the uh, create a Japanese account and go play it. You know, we we wouldn't understand. Yeah, you you did that. You actually did that. I did do it. I did do it. And thankfully, I have, you know, a good understanding of Japanese that I was... I knew what I was doing and what was going on, but uh, it would be nice to play the whole thing in English in my native tongue. Yeah, um, I know that I've I know that I've probably talked about this on the show before, um, but like I was thinking about getting a Wii U primarily for Xenoblade Chronicles X, and then also Virtual Console, and ones that I would get on Virtual Console would be Shadow Dragon. And, and you know, and the uh, and the other firing game. Game the eight are both on there as well. Yeah. So this kind of um, I don't want I don't think devalues is the right word, um, but like kind of makes me just want to stick with Switch and not spend another two hundred twenty bucks on a used Wii U and then have amount much I mean, amount of money for this shows us that uh, pretty much anything can come to Switch at this point. <laughs> I hope that, you just never uh, know. Last month. Nintendo decided to uh, re-release three Mario games under a Super Mario 3D All-Stars banner. I thought that this would be worth picking or talking about in this kind of conversation because we are starting to see Nintendo's uh, way of preservation and how good or bad that approach can be. Um, Henry, do you have any thoughts? I don't know if you picked up 3D All-Stars, but do you have any thoughts on that game? So I did pick up 3D All-Stars. I bought it pretty much at launch. I I bought into the hype, I guess, surrounding. I previously only played Mario Galaxy, and Hmm. so I was excited to get to the other 3D Mario titles. I have currently clocked about five hours into it after just not really getting into them, but um, I Hmm. think 3D All-Stars as a collection, while it is cool, it's also kind of, I guess, not fulfilling for the purchase anyways. Um, And I also do not like the timed exclusivity with it, which also likely hastened my decision to purchase it. Yeah, oh, we forgot to mention this before. Um, this, This Fire Emblem translation is also under the same rule. It is a timed exclusive and will be taken away. Um, it's also not offered physically. We are not getting a cart with this club. Nintendo will wait patiently for 25 turns <laughs> for you so, um, buy this game, and then they will remove it from each shop. Um, I I do think Nintendo selling All-Stars for 60 bucks was a bit steep. And all four of these games that we're talking about today haven't really been updated much the three mario games did get up res but um mario 64 and sunshine still run at 30 frames per second and i honestly don't know why um but upscaling of the hud is nice i will say but yeah i don't know nintendo the way i the way i see where nintendo's going is not a very good path uh henry and i have a have a friend who basically brought up uh, the Disney Vault? Um, this is a common a common thing. Now you're seeing, I think, Mario 3D All Stars being 
one of the top-selling Mario games. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember. It is selling very well. Yeah. It's definitely up there. Yeah, which tells me... Um, and who got it? Henry, you got it. James, did you get it? I did. Yeah, okay. definitely got it. Day one. What What were your thoughts on that collection, James? Um, so, obviously, I was very excited to see it come, if anything. Um, I think for the $60 price, having Galaxy 2 on there would have been nice as well. Yeah. However, I do think that Nintendo has a thing where they have a certain price and value for their IP. And the minute you try to downplay that value, they feel like you're, you know, you're, it's, your IP is not as valuable anymore. It's not in the same, you know, um, put the same light as before. Um, and so to an extent, I don't blame them for having $60 a game. I mean, that's $20 for each of those games. I think that's a little steep for 64 but I could see... I can see Galaxy going for 20 bucks. The, the, the issue is that it wasn't a port that was a whole lot of work was put into. I mean, obviously, there's work. It's not just like they snap their fingers and it's there. But it, it wasn't the most in-depth for it. Like, there, there was a whole lot put into it besides up-resing. Um, so I, I, from a consumer standpoint, I would have liked to have seen more done to them. Um, you know, especially Sunshine. Rat Noel. I think Sunshine plays well. It's just there's issues, um, there's bugs and, and camera issues. and you can't, you can't even use the GameCube controller, can you? You cannot. No, no. But I, I don't think it's necessarily needed, okay. per se. I got through it just fine with the Pro Controller. Obviously, um, you, can, you can buy a third-party like GameCube controller-like controller to play it with, but Nintendo... Yeah. Their official GameCube controllers and adapters don't work with Sunshine. I mean, I guess that would have been cool, but it's kind of like, yeah, what does it matter? But uh, 64 had like no, has no change, and that has not aged very well, in my opinion. Um, And I think that would have been great to see them touch up a bit and not just up-res, but I I digress on that point. In terms of the uh, limited release of this Thing and the whole Disney vault, uh, Nintendo vault, I guess we'd call it. I, I think people are, are slightly overreacting. And it's happened quite a few times. So it happened with DK Freeze when that was taken off the Wii U. I believe that was brought back onto the Wii U shop after the game, after the game had come to the Switch. And Pikmin 3 was also removed from the Wii U, um, but was a few weeks or months ago was put back up. Now, I don't know if that's out if that's like backlash from the fans that they decided to do that, or if that was just because they just announced it for the Switch, they don't want people accidentally buying it for the Wii U instead of the Switch, and so they kind of removed it there. I don't know. But I, I do think that people do tend to overreact to these, you know, oh my gosh, it's off the it's off the online. Nintendo is scummy. How dare they? Um, and so, so that goes to this collection. Now, obviously, there's still the physical issue. There's still, like, you know, the physical versions of this game. So, you know, down the line, while they won't be printing them anymore, there'll be ways to find this find this game. I don't I don't think they'll be particularly expensive because I'm sure they printed a lot. Um, now, the but the digital come, put, taking that off the eShop, I I understand people are panicking about that. But who's to say they don't bring it back, especially 64, and put it on a 
virtual console or an NSO type of situation, or even just sell them separately. Well, remember, this is the first time Sunshine's getting re-released. I, I mean, I, I never said it wasn't. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, if, if this is the first time Sunshine's being re-released at a $60 price point, I think it would be good for Nintendo to sell it separately, like with 64 yeah, totally. I think uh, I think this is the opportune time to start selling their classic games. Um, you know, just like a Virtual Console, we never got the GameCube Virtual Console, so it'd be nice to get something like that. Now, yeah. I'm not saying for sure that's going to happen. I understand that's uh, probably an optimistic outlook on my part, but it does seem strange for Nintendo just to completely remove it all together and do nothing with it. Um, you know, I mean, hey. Maybe maybe they are taking a whole. Well, we'll bring it back in the next five years for a different anniversary. But I don't know. I I think I just think their plans are different than what people are expecting. It's also a belief that I share. Um, okay. That there's no way they're not going to be keeping these games around in some way, shape, or form. There's just an easy way to get a quick buck off of them before right. they're available in some other way. Probably for this NES online. And yeah. um, they even have the yeah you know, backup feature in already. Mm-hmm. And I could have sworn that, um, yeah, obviously not. I was before this news came out today. Mm-hmm. I legitimately thought that the original Fire Emblem or a NES Fire Emblem was on uh, NSO. Just, just Japan, not for US. Just like when they called months ago when they got uh, FE four. The LG Holy War, yeah, on, yeah um, SNES online, and I was mad. Like, what the heck? We don't get it. <laughs> I mean, look. But I now think... we might get it. What? Yeah, there's higher. There's a higher possibility. So, um, on that note, so Henry, do you have any other comments on Mario All Star specifically? Uh, not particularly. I think I pretty much touched on my thoughts on that game. Okay, it's still cool. I just, you know, don't know if I should have bought it at launch like I did. Um, So I guess on that note, I wanted to talk about the possible future of the Nintendo Vault, as James referred it as. Um, The the bane of Twitter, and it has been the bane of Twitter for, what, at least four or five years, has been (laughs) Nintendo of America localizing Mother 3. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the joke that keeps on giving. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so, Henry, I know that you've... Uh, I know that you're quite the Mother fan, and you've played a fan-translated version of Mother 3, right? I have indeed. What do you think of uh, Nintendo possibly bringing over Mother 3 officially, with an official translation, perhaps? Yeah, so... I have played the the Mother 3 fan translation that's out there. It's it's the most popular way to play it over here outside of reading it in Japanese. Um, If Nintendo were to translate the game themselves, uh, the the, the issues that I have with that are, as it stands in a modern context, there are a lot of more problematic elements to Mother 3. It's a fantastic game, but there, there are things that would not fly now that would have flown when the game had launched it's it's been so long as well since its release i've just if they did it and they did it like they did with fire emblem here and when they did the 3d all-stars 
I'd still buy it, but I would be cautious towards that myself. Okay. When did Mother 3 originally come out? I believe 2006. Six, okay. Really? It is towards the tail end of the GBA's life cycle, I believe. I, th- I think you're right, but I, wow. I mean, huh. that was that was never that came to my head, but... Um, well, I, I, I had two numbers sorry. come to my head, so it was 03 and 06. Okay. I, I hear that um, reasoning quite a bit, and that could definitely be it. Um, you know, but I wonder, like, I wonder if the localization could easily work around that or even just integrate it and, and it wouldn't be too big of an issue. I, I, I'm sure people would be offended. It could, you know, I mean, I, I think people tend to get offended at, at things that Nintendo doesn't even expect, like Mario wearing a sombrero. You know, it's... To me, I think that it's okay to release what the product is um, and then let let people decide, you know, whether this is appropriate or not. Um, not to say I condone it or or condemn it. It's just, you know, I, I think it should at least try to get it out there and just and not worry about the backlash. Now that now that all depends if the, if that's their actual issue. It could just be that they don't know. They just I don't know. Obviously, the demand is there, but maybe they just don't feel like there's enough. Do any of you know if there's a um, a rights issue? I could think be. there is some licensing stuff with the games. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's soundtrack as well is part of the mm-hmm. issue. It was the same problem that uh, Earthbound also faced with a number of licensing issues. Where forever to get it re-released here after its uh, original release on the SNES. If anything, I think that might be it because music licensing is is a mess in and of itself. <laughs> Because that's that's the main thing that I was thinking of is like I think the only reason we haven't gotten, well, the, probably the biggest or second biggest reason was some rights issue, and I heard that mm. uh, music might have been the cause. It could also be with the original creator, and if he doesn't say okay, maybe that's an issue. The I don't know why. Is still pretty be. good with Nintendo. You, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you would think. Yes, he is. I mean, he's not really a developer anymore, but. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he was the, he was an author in the first place, wasn't he? And then he made a game. He I don't think he, he was had a author. number of different. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. A, he, he was, was also an actor as well, I believe. He, he mm-hmm. was. Yeah. So, um, so I guess one final question is: if not Mother Three, what other game do you see them bringing back next? So I think that the thing to look at for this is upcoming anniversaries. Mm, yeah. Because both of these have been linked to anniversaries. And that's one of the reasons I'm saying not Mother 3 is because we had the Mother 1 anniversary last year. And they did absolutely nothing. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, let's see. 1986. I mean, obviously Zelda, but all of those have been translated. I mean, sure, there are there are probably you know smaller NES, SNES games that you know released only in Japan. But to be honest, like I I feel like Mother Three and the Fire Emblem Fire Emblem Japan only games are really the main ones that have a chance of making it over to the West in a similar kind of situation. I really don't see too many other games that haven't been localized. 
um, get this kind of treatment. Unless, the, 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 well, the only way I see it is if they do a game that's already been localized, but they, they just want to celebrate its anniversary, like Metroid or something like that. Yeah. Although I think thir- Metroid's 35th anniversary passed, didn't it? Or was it, no, was it the 30th? I can't remember. It's coming up. I think that's next year. Um, oh, is it really? Melee. <laughs> <laughs> that's my bold suggestion. Okay. I love it. So, how ma- so here's my... Uh, hypothetical scenario to cap it off. Say mm. the next mainline Fire Emblem game is an Echoes title. Um, would you rather want first, if it is an Echoes title, which one do you think it would be? Or do you think, or do you want the nostalgia factor of having it be the NES version? The nostalgia factor. Screw Kaga. Let's just get the remake. Yeah, because we've had two already, and from what you've said. Chase Shadow Dragon is very good. Um, very good. It's not a top tier Fire Emblem game, but it's better than people are giving it credit for. And uh, FE1 was kind of terrible, and that's why FE3 exists. Henry, how how well versed are you in the Fire Emblem franchise? Do you have an answer? Um. So outside of because I've played the GBA Fire Emblem uh, that we got here, as well as I've dabbled in uh, Sacred Stones as well. Uh, but for the most part, uh, the Fire Emblems I've played the most, at least, are the 3DS onward Fire Emblems. So Awakening, Fates, Echoes, Shadow of Lentia, and Three Houses are the ones I've played the most. But mm. out of the ones that I've looked forward to, because I, I had a friend of mine in high school who was, uh, he was a very big Fire Emblem fan. He played all the games, the fan translations and everything. He loved to talk about Genealogy of the Holy War, which is one mm. that I'd very much like to experience in a remade fashion. Uh, so I guess that would be what I would like from an Echoes title. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, those are basically the next one: Genealogy of the Holy War and Thracia. So, uh, if they can do both of them at the same time, you know, Jugdral or however you pronounce that continent's name, <laughs> but putting them, putting them in one, oh, just because remake, like they would kind of mess up the flow of the story a little bit. Oh, putting them in one in one game. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, so maybe I maybe so maybe I'm misspoken when I say that. That's fine. How about um, you know, just have... I I I haven't played the games, and I and I I've been purposely keeping myself away from spoilers for both those games, mainly because I feel I do feel like that is the next game they're going to remake. Um, you know, from what I hear, it's controversial in some of the plot points it takes, and and in game design, but but I think. You know, so was um, uh, Gaiden. It was considered a terrible game originally, but they they made it into my favorite Fire Emblem game. So I I, I have full confidence that they can do an, a just as good a job with Genealogy of the Holy War. Do any of you have like any final thoughts before we close out? If it's not Genealogy, it's Binding Blade, the next remake. Okay. <laughs> Um, my, my final thought is about this game or the fire and 30th anniversary uh-huh. becoming, or, you know, getting taken off the online shop. A couple things actually. So one, this and the 3d Mario all-stars basically are taken off at this around the same time. So people, some people are thinking that means Nintendo is building up to something. And I have heard some rumors that they're going to improve the 
NSO system um, shortly after uh, that date. I don't know how much we should read into that or not. So, but that's just something important to bring up. But it also is important to realize that that's the end of the physical year. So, technically speaking, the anniversary ends there. <laughs> that's true. So, at least at least for their business year. And then the other thing I want to bring up was that more so than Mario 3D All-Stars, I'm way more confident that Fire Emblem, this game, Shadow Dragon, will get on the NSO at once once it's taken off from you know buying it separately then mario all-star is having its own thing because it just it's just it's already on the japanese one it's a simple nes game with some of the um you know quality of life improvements that are in the nso app to begin with so i, I think that um more so than Mario 3 All-Stars, this is going to be up there eventually. Do you, do you think that that's going to be an immediate ad? Like within a month after? Well, um, within a month, definitely possible. I, I don't know how immediate they want to do I don't, it. But I don't think so. Uh, I think that... A couple of months before they throw it on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll just be one of those like uh, trailers that they have, you know, where they have like three games at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it'd just be one of those one of those months. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about uh, Chase and Henry? Do you have any other just general final thoughts about these topics? Um, so I guess I, I'm still not a huge fan of this business tactic that they seem to be pulling where they like to time everything and kind of put you in a rush to buy it. It works. It's an effective tactic, as I'm sure you can see all over social media with people talking about how they bought these games. And it's clearly working for them. Mario 3D All-Stars sold very well, and I'm sure Fire Emblem will likely do the same, both due to its price point and the novelty of re-releasing a translated NES Stop game. In 15 minutes. Yeah. Twice. But yeah. It sold out on GameStop within 15 oh. minutes twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts you had, Chase? Um, not really. I think we're covered. Okay. Uh, so I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, James, where can people find you? You can find me over in Intense City. If you like Fire Emblem, which you should if you're watching this, you'll definitely like my channel. Not only do I talk about a lot of Nintendo stuff, I really focus hard on Fire Emblem because for some reason, YouTube says that's the only content that people will watch. <laughs> yeah. So um, so please, come watch. Um <laughs> I have Waifu Battle Royale going on right now. If you like Three Houses Waifus, oh my gosh, do I have a series for you. It's amazing. It's hilarious. Tears will be shed. But at the end of the day, I think we will find who is the perfect waifu for Laifu. So please come on over and check that out at Niten City. Uh, Chase, what about you? You can find me on YouTube at Spoiler Goblin. I've been kind of inactive lately, but like I've been trying to get more active with this channel. I'm trying to get a little bit more active over there. Also, if you like Minecraft, you can find me at Victorious Productions, where we do, like, cinematic Minecraft films. It's really cool. Okay. Uh, Henry, do you have anything else, or anything to plug on your end? Uh, not particularly, no. no? Okay. <laughs> His wonderful personality. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh... Thank you for blessing us. <laughs> um, and My pleasure. Me, you can find me on Twitter at... Uh, 
uh, Weaver of Media, and uh, other shows on this channel. I believe that we're going to uh, try to get our Pokemon Let's Play up and running more regularly. Um, have a good day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Yes.